Yeah. Dave, you and I have known each other for more than 10 years, probably a lot longer than yeah. that. Um, yeah. You know, when your brother passed away a year or so ago, just over a year ago, you know, you had this whole self-reflection definition, redefinition yeah. of what you want to be as a training yeah. company. Um, yeah. And I think the, the, the brand or the name of your company epitomizes what, yeah. what that story is. Do you want to yeah. explain how you came up with the name sure. Coma Learning? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a good question, and it because it, it is a different name, and I get that question a lot. You know, Pono, like it's it's not a common common word or common name. Um, basically, uh, I'll try to keep it short and, and to the point. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my brother passed away January eighteenth, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, nineteen to the January eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, and uh, very suddenly, heart attack. Uh, which came to a surprise to a lot of us. And Scott, you knew Paul. He was larger than life. And yep. almost you looked at him like he was invincible, right? He was yep. just this guy. He just, you know, he he lived life 150 miles an hour. So uh, one morning on the morning of the 18th, I got a call uh, quite early in the morning saying that my brother, something happened, brother had heart attack. So race to the um, race to the hospital with my girlfriend, Lauren. And when we got there, uh, you know, we, we checked in and we asked where, where he was and they sent us to the family room. And as soon as, you know, they send you to that family room, you're like, that's not, that's not a good thing. So went to the family room and right at that time, the doctors were actually uh, discussing with uh, my brother's girlfriend what had happened. And they were talking about like so getting her to walk through the, the events, right? Yep. Timeline of the events and stuff like that. Um, so that's where I, I realized or found out that my brother had passed away. Um, so as the doctor was going through the explanation of what they had done and, and stuff like that, uh, I, I asked the doctor, like, you know, just out of curiosity, um, would you, you know, would you tell me kind of any way you could tell me what the time of death was? And uh, the doctor's like, uh, the time of death was 808, 8.08 a.m. And then my jaw hit the floor and I looked at Lauren and her jaw hit the floor and we were like, holy crap. Now the reason why that was such a, a like a holy crap moment is because uh, my brother and I grew up in a very spiritual household. My mother had a master's degree in theology, and she, you know, growing up, she made sure that we uh, we were exposed to any religion or any spirituality thought process that you could even come to mind that could even come to mind. So you know, Paul and I, believe it or not, we were, we were very spiritual in our own right. Um, and my brother was very much into numerology and he, uh, he had this, um, belief that the number eight was very symbolic to him. And the number eight represents prosperity. If anyone's into numerology yeah. would know that number eight prosperity. So he would race and I have his helmet behind me here, uh, you know, on his, on his car. He, he was eight, uh, he had tattoos, like he had sleeve tattoos from <laughs> one wrist to the other wrist. And inside of a Japanese storyboard was the number eight. So he really believed in number eight and the license plate. I even have his license plate here from his car with eights on it, right? So I looked at that and, and it was like 808. And I'm like, holy crap. And then 808 and then 808 on January 18th. So there's way too many eights here, right? It's like yeah. kind of buggy. I got in my car at the end of all of this and we were driving home from the hospital. And I looked at it in my odometer and I had 18,000. 883 or 84 kilometers, I think it was, on my odometer. And I was like, That's crazy. Freaking me out. Yeah. So then I got home and we were kind of 
unwinding at home that that evening and went on my computer, put my computer up and I Googled 808. And uh, lo and behold, 808 happens to be the area code for Hawaii. And Hawaii, uh, I've traveled all over the place and there's one place I haven't been yet and it's on my bucket list and that's Hawaii. And that's another like, holy crap, are you kidding me? Like 808 is, you know, 808 on the 18th and then there's eights in in my odometer and then 808 Hawaii made the correlation. So then I, I just pure curiosity, I was like, I wonder what the Hawaiian word for prosperity is. Yeah. And the Hawaiian word for prosperity is to live prosperous, to live Pona. <clears throat> and then that's when, you know, I, I, I looked at Warren. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think we've got our name. I think Pona learning. And then we kind of played with the wording. Does it sound, does it, does it ring? Like, is there a kind of yeah. ring to your ear, you know? And that's how we came up with the name. So Pona learning uh, comes to a, you know, reflection of prosperity so pono is prosperous prosperity so that's how we got to the name of pono learning so you know everything that we do and every you know uh program that we build uh you know there's a very deep meaning in everything that we kind of build for people uh some people may think it's crazy some people kind of strive for that and, and live for it but that's uh you know Contrary to the side that some people see that we're always goofing around like you and I like to like to yeah. have a good time and you know we have different uh, sidebar conversations and bubbles that pop in our heads <laughs> and we just start rambling on. Uh, there's actually true spiritual meaning in a lot of the things that we teach people and, and try to push people to do the right thing and uh, live prosper. So that's kind of the, the the story in a nutshell of where we got the name Pono Learning. I think it's awesome. It's, it's, it has a ton of meaning to you and it's just, it's a really cool story yeah. and background of, of how yeah. Pono learning came to be. Want to just switch to some general conversation around, you know, culture sure. and leadership. Again, you and your brother are now with Pono yeah. learning. You're really focused on culture and leadership yeah. and motive, motivating yeah. your team. I think, you know, the one big difference today is, you know, everybody's working from home. Everybody's working remotely. Yeah that's probably something else that will continue to change as more remote teams. Um, yep. As a sales leader, what makes a good sales leader today with their entire team being remote? And then what makes a great sales leader uh, on the other side of this? Yeah. Well, I think um, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, and I'll circle back to some of the points that we discussed earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we're looking at activity based, right, we're going purely on activity and not necessarily on, on the goal, like, which is completely counterintuitive to what most yeah. salespeople have or sales managers have kind of adopted. Um, I think right now with folks working from home, I think as far as communications are concerned, I think the most important thing that we can do today, and again, it may not be the same thing what you know what I would tell you in, in a month from now or two months from now, but right now in the current climate, I think, you know, your your salespeople are looking at you as sales yep. leader to provide some level of clarity and answers to to what's going on. Because they're in this uncharted waters, like they don't really know where to go and how to how to navigate through all of this chaos. Yeah. And I think if you know if we started the foundation, it's, it's the most simplest form. Okay. We look at that, and, and I I would tell people first thing you must must do is you know display a level of gratitude. So if you're talking to people, if they come to work today or, or the past week they've been coming to work, <clears throat> and they're busting their hump and they're getting stuff done. And you're asking them for it to hit certain, you know, certain metrics as far as activity is concerned. Yep. Uh, thank them. Let them know that, you know, you appreciate everything that they're doing and you have to remain positive. It's, it's, you know, we go back to that positive reinforcement. 
And it, right now, with this uncertainty that they're living, a pat on the back is going to go further than we, it's ever gone. So just say, hey, listen, you did a great job. This is, you know, I love what you've done. Keep it up. You know, and again, goes back to the other things I was saying is make sure you emphasize, you go back to, hey, listen, here's what not it has not changed and how we're doing business, how we're going about things. And for the things that have changed and the way you got to pivot, if I can use that, what has changed as we pivot and how we're going to deal with it and be super clear on it. And people don't like change. Like none of us like change. So as long as we can kind of control the change and let them know it's for the good yep. and we're all in this together and it and it's almost a change. Change is a living, breathing thing now. Like it is, you know, it's going to change. Wireless changed before. We we used to joke you and I like, yeah. If you think you got everything under control, uh, wait five minutes. So, you know, <laughs> technology will change, pricing will change, everything will change. So I think if we really focus on that. But I also think that, you know, what they see is what you get. And that's an important thing to remember. So basically, if they see that you are panicked and you are are freaked out, then they're going to freak out. So yep. it's really important. And this is a very difficult time for sales leaders now because you got to be Joe positive, man. You got to come in there and say, hey, guys, listen, everything's going to be OK. We got things under control. Crazy times. But I'm here. Let me guide you. Let me let me give you some insight of how we can go about it. They're looking. And if you are if you are shaky, if you are one for one instance, shaky on your messaging, they're going to see through. They're like, oh, my God, I can't really I can't. If he doesn't know where he's going, then I don't know where I'm going. And oh, my God panic ensues the inner dialogue starts the negativity kind yeah, of violence sure. off of each other so you know you got to <clears> make sure that you are being and it's again another cliche being the change you want to see in the people so if you want to make sure you're positive go back to think you know it takes three positive conversations or three positive activities to eliminate that one negative thing that happened and i had a conversation yesterday with with a customer he was he actually challenged me. He goes, Dave, I don't think it's three anymore. I think in this day and age right now where we're living, it's probably five. We're probably living at five. We got to need five good things because it's just, it goes so fast. You spiral so quickly out of, out of sorts. Yep. So, you know, I think you to develop this new culture where you're going. And this is something I tell everybody and I've been saying it for years. Um, I, you know, my opinion on creating culture, you can't create culture overnight. You know what I mean? You can't turn on the lights and yep. tomorrow, like you and I decide this is the new culture of your, your success team, Scott. Boom. And tomorrow yep. it just happens. I think we got to look at culture as a set of rules. If you set a certain rules and the new ways of doing things, this is what I'm asking you to do. Here are the activities I'm asking you to do on a day to day, which may be different than we use traditionally. For sure. Yeah. Those rules <clears throat> held over time becomes your culture so that when you have turnover, when people change and things get back to normal, People just jump on board and you're like, that's just how we do things. That's how culture is created and not just in sales or in business in the world. If you take it's the same thing in the world, and you know, yeah. without using any examples, but uh, you can look at that as a real life example of what we see in some, in some cultures. Uh, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's interesting. Just you talking about the culture dynamic. Uh, I was on a call this morning with, a working group focused on, you know, what's our strategy for the next few months and, and what, what do we want to look yeah. like on the other side? Mm -hmm. And it's, it, mm -hmm. it was literally, I had this conversation with the success and strat accounts and sales team this morning. It's like, guys, like you jumped in, you've, you've completely changed what your focus is and jumped in with two yeah. feet and said, okay, here's how we're going to solve this problem. Here's the things we need to yeah. do. And it's, it's, and that is not because of me as leader, but more so, some of the folks that I have on the team as leaders that have really created that culture yep. of, of let's just figure this stuff out and move forward and make sure that 
again, supporting our yeah. customers is number one. And then yeah. number two is mm -hmm. how do we make, how do we take this time and make our company better? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing, you know, and hats off to <clears throat> your team, your success team, is because, you know, I, I always said this, Scott, and I've told you many times, yeah. the gas meter of your team, and the gas meter is an acronym, A-G-A-A, the give a spit meter uh, yeah. of your team <laughs> is always is always on the full side. Like yeah. they care about the customers that they're dealing with. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's in some industries and in some businesses that gas meter isn't as full as what you would, you guys are experiencing. Um, you know, what I, the way I look at it now is very different than how I would look at it six months ago in a, in a, in what we were living. Someone's yeah. gas meter right now, if it's low, it's because there's something that they don't believe in how we're going to market. You know what I mean? Because if they don't believe in how we should be, well, I can't reach out to people. It's okay. That that's coming from a place of fear. So their their fear yeah, for, for sure. themselves. They say I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Well, predicate how you know what their gas meter is at, right? Their give a spit meter is going to be at at that point. So you know you guys have done a fantastic job, you know, caring for your folks. And if I can throw some flowers your guys' way, which I do when I can. Uh, but just remember when I throw flowers, the, the flower pot's not far behind, right? So, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not today. Not today. All right, fine. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, that's kind of where my head is at now. As far as, you know, working with people, I've seen a lot of cool things where people are trying to be innovative and in how they're working from home and stuff like that. Some of the people that I've seen, you know, the, one of some of the best practices I've seen so far to date. Um, I think, uh, there's one that comes to mind particularly, like they have every single day, like their salespeople, they'll have a morning huddle, right? And it's, it's common practice. I mean, they'll have yep. a morning huddle through zoom or whatever platform, <clears throat> video platform, and everybody gets on and it doesn't matter if you, you know, hopefully they're wearing clothes of some kind, but you know, it's probably <laughs> the only prerequisite that they're dressed, uh, which is a good thing. So they, they do a morning huddle and it's not a big yep you know, big powwow. It's not like a big lecture where the sales manager's coming on and reading in the riot act or anything. It's folks 100 on positivity, 100% on positivity. So, you know, what are we giving? It's almost like a cheerleader rah-rah session, uh, answering any questions like a Q&A and say, hey, listen, you know, let's get all the negativity. If you need to vent, now's the time to vent and get it off your chest. Because some people, kind of like you and I were speaking about, some people yeah. who are working from home, who are single, are living and working and everything is within a, in a 500 square foot apartment. Yeah. And sometimes they just need someone to talk to and vent to so get that off their chest in the morning huddle. And then, okay, great. Set the tone. And then what happens is that sales manager, their lives become a little have shifted now because what they are doing is they're reaching out to individuals once or twice a day, just to check in, just to maintain, because with that mindset of, Hey, I got to make sure I'm coming in with a positive voice to kind of curtail yeah. all of that negative inner dialogue, you know, and then it's negative dialogue, but then, you know, they might speak to their folks and their, and their folks are catastrophizing everything and, you know, freaking yeah. out. So, you know, you have that side that's that you can't really control. So, so they're reaching out to their team on a regular basis, but then they're also doing an end of day roundup. So at the end of the day, whatever, it's four o'clock, it could be five o'clock, whatever, and totally up to every, you know, each individual sales manager. Yeah. But they're doing an end of the roundup. Okay, guys, how did it go? What are some of the wins? What are some of the good conversations? What are some of the crappy conversations that you had? Uh, what are how are the activities? Knowing very well that this COVID world that we're living in today changes hourly, if you will. 
You know yep, what I mean? For sure. When your premier or your, your governor gets on and, and he's on every day at one o'clock and gives you the state of the nation or what's going on in your state or in your province, uh, that shifts people's mindsets, man. That shifts possibly what your strategy or your messaging is going to be. So it's important that they're focusing on a daily activity. So morning, morning roundup, rah-rah session, check in a couple times a day, make sure they stay positive and then <coughs> day roundup to share you know, good and bad and the ugly. So get them set up for the next day. So it's, um, that's kind of what I've seen is working right now. And I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's, we're on that's the right cool. path. We've talked for a long time. I'm sure this will get cut into a bunch of different pieces. Um, where, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you, understand more about who you are and, and what Pono Learning does? Yeah. Uh, we got our website, www.ponolearning.com is where you can find us. Um, you can uh, email me if people want to reach me directly uh, for inquiries, for advice, whatever the case may be. D Snyder, D-S-N-Y-D-E-R at ponolearning.com. Uh, LinkedIn, David Snyder. Uh, easy to find. I think uh, if you have David Snyder or Pono Learning on, on LinkedIn, you'd be able to find us really easily there too. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Dave, this was amazing. I had a lot of fun. Uh, hoping we can do this again. There's a few other topics that I think we could, could nail out yeah. over the next couple weeks as we just both hang out in our, our living rooms or in our sunrooms and yeah. chat away. So Absolutely. we'd love to do this again. Yeah. And I'll dress a little more informally next time. I'm wearing ball cap. Going to keep with the uh, elastic waistbanded uh, shorts or pants. No button, <laughs> button up pants. Yeah, ball cap might be required as the hair gets a little longer and nappy. So I might need a man bun. I'm not too sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for your time. All right, okay, thank you. Cool.